0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Jeff Fidoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valero and I discuss Pat Mahomes' new contract for his contract extension you know uh i had a a nice fourth of july we grilled out on our, our rooftop deck the weather was great joe you were telling me that you enjoyed uh a nice fourth of july going to the jersey shore and and hanging out with your family a little bit but nobody had a better fourth of july than patrick mahomes uh he actually got the call on july 4th from his agent that. Things were coming together on a mega deal. They were still working out the details that a couple of days later they finalized. Uh, so, Joe, what, what do you make of all this?
1: If anybody saw fireworks, they were absolutely coming from the Kansas City area and not from their local municipality or township, uh, for sure. I mean, uh, that is a firework, Fourth of July celebration like nobody's probably ever had. Um, Really happy for Patrick. I'm happy for the Chiefs that they were able to get that done. Um, You know, I think it's it's super exciting for the city to have somebody like that locked in for for such a long time. Uh, Patrick handled it with humility and professionalism, just the way you would expect him to handle it. Uh, he was, uh, you know, even saying things, how, how almost awestruck he was that people like LeBron James and things were texting him and posting things on social media about how happy they were for him. So I think it just speaks volumes for him. You know, I, the first thing I think people always think about when they think about a contract like this and from a player's perspective, um, there is no player past, present or future that would ever question, I think this contract extension, um, you know, if Patrick would have been the first pick overall and got a deal like this, I think you'd see past, present, and even future players say, God, you know, but th- that player hasn't even proven themselves yet, right? What What did they do to deserve that kind of money? But in your first two years, not just the accolades, let's, let's put that aside, the-, the MVPs, awards, things like that, you know, the- then you throw the Super Bowl championship on top of it but you know the fact that he did it coming back from injury and he was not going to be denied like to me that's what for me sealed the deal as as a as a former player who who I've been in those locker room conversations where you know you've you hear these wily old veterans who kind of get caught behind the compensation a little bit they get behind the eight ball because you know, maybe they were playing in a time where the finances weren't as, you know, astronomical or whatever. And it's always relative, right? Even like, even when we were paid, not as like one tenth of 1% of some of these contracts that you're seeing today, back in the 90s, um, you still had players that would say, you know, God, that rookie just signed for a mega deal. What has he done? You know, what has he done to earn that? Or, you know, I've been I've been slugging away for, you know, three, five, eight years or whatever. And, you know, as a, as a starter or a key backup or whatever, and, and, and players are looking back and saying, I well, where's my, when's my payday going to come? And, you know, where am I going to get what I deserve? So that's a very long winded way to say, I, I don't think there's ever going to be anyone that's going to question this deal based on Patrick Mahomes' accomplishments so far. And most importantly, the fact that he's so tough and he did it, coming off of injury and not like just saying well you know what let me just ride this out whatever happens with the Chiefs is going to happen with Chiefs he he just you know he is the team and he took that on on his back and he said I'm going to get back from this injury and we're going to make a run at the Super Bowl thing and he did it and to me that's what I think sealed the deal and and why he deserved it.
0: The injury is a great point because whenever you're doing a long-term deal. This is an incredibly long uh, deal. If you look at right now, the other quarterbacks in the league, five years is the longest. So this is pretty unprecedented in the current NFL. And really, the greatest risk is injury, and you, you never know. And and that's the yeah. you know, and Mahomes has protected himself with 140 uh, million guaranteed. So you, you never know what's going to happen. But geez, the fact that he's played two straight years. Uh, had played all 16 games his first year as a starter his second year yeah he had a dislocated kneecap and only misses two games again you never know it's a weird game injuries can happen but you you, you think that that that's the only risk factor and for him it's a little bit mitigated you would think so because yeah, he's yeah. proven to be so durable and come back from what could have been a catastro- catastrophic injury very quickly
1: yeah, and he made the transition, right? This wasn't a, this wasn't his first deal coming out, so it wasn't like he was the number one overall pick who got this mega deal. And like I said, where you have fans and players alike questioning what what's the team thinking when they give somebody that kind of money when they haven't really proven themselves. Even if they won the Heisman, I mean look, I'm not I'm not downplaying what an incredible accolade it is to win the Heisman mm-hmm. or what an accomplishment but it's different. You know, the NFL is so different. You've seen so many Heisman trophy winners, you know, just flame out and not, you know, be able to make that transition. So I think it's, I think, you know uh, the fact that he has proven himself, I think it just adds to it. And, and I, you know, I think it, was the right thing to do for the Chiefs? It was the right thing from the league, and obviously, it was the right thing for Patrick. But speaking of injuries, Jeff, I think you know, it was a great segue, I was reading, you know, an, an article, uh, you know, after things, you know, things are hitting the wire and whatnot, and and one of the things that, that came up was obviously what's in his contract and what he can't do, right? I just thought that was pretty funny to read, you know. He he actually didn't he, he in one of the articles I read he actually didn't really know what he what his limitations were as far as physical activities which is just that's again that just speaks of patrick right he's not mm-hmm. he's not the kind of person who who's going to be poring over this fine print he's going to put his trust in his agent lee steinberg he's going to put his trust in the chief's organization but you know he basically said i pretty much think it eliminates every physical activity that's out there other than football and video games and i think that was the thing he said he was going to concentrate on right now was football and video, football activities and video games which is pretty cool, you know, for him to say. But I think he even he did get into some specifics in, in one of the articles I read. He was saying how uh, he thinks there's, like, jet skiing. He's not allowed to jet ski. He's not allowed to play basketball. And he th- which, thinks he's not allowed year, to play. Last year he got into a
0: little bit of trouble with that. Like, yeah. he, he is such a great athlete. Obviously, the baseball background, he's very yeah. good at that. Also a very good basketball player. And he had posted some videos of just playing hoops and stuff. And the Chiefs kind of gently said, hey, you know, that's great. Yeah. But- but you're a you're a treasure for us so we got to protect that treasure so
1: yeah i know skiing was always one that i remember back in the 90s and you know as part of the union collective bargaining agreement standard nfl pa contract you know i remember skiing being one of them and it it did make me think about you know when he was going through this contract and and i was reading that about the things he can and can't do um you know keith carts was the starting center forever for the Broncos back mm-hmm. in, the, in the late 80s, early 90s. And, um, you know, it was a really solid player. And I remember when I was a free agent and I took a visit to, to see the Broncos. And, you know, Alex Gibbs and I had talked about what had happened. And, and the reason why they were in the market for a center at that point was Keith Karts was in a skiing accident. And he, he you know, and, and I'm using layman's terms, blew out his knee. Uh, he had a pretty significant knee injury while he was skiing in the offseason. And, and the Broncos weren't happy about it um and they basically said look if you know if he comes back uh, and he can re- rehab from this it- it'll be great if he doesn't then he's not going to have a spot so you know they they were they were like mad at him but not mad at him at the same time you know because it, it was definitely a prohibited activity um they didn't void his contract or anything like that but he didn't actually make it back from that knee injury so it did, it did sort of end his career uh to a certain degree and um you he know that's the why they were out Tom- looking
0: for Tom Nalen, and who ended up being, Nalen. you know, a that was great it. lineman for years. Yeah,
1: for yeah. so it's interesting when you, you do hear about these things and why teams would be a little fearful mm-hmm. about some of the things and the activities that players do, you know, off the field. I think boxing used to be one of those activities. I don't think they liked – they weren't really big fans of players going out and, and boxing and doing boxing activities. Um, Understandably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, that was something that I always thought. You know, I, I had boxing in my background just right. for me personally and then my dad and my brother and my uncle and you know we love boxing I, I even even me who someone that was in their it was kind of in their blood right the whole boxing gene I never could have seen myself you know attempting to box we did as part of a sanctioned team event we used to do some some very uh I'll call it I don't want to say easy but it was us like um martial arts um mm-hmm. we had a, we used to have a trainer that used to come in that work with us and it was this form of martial arts mixed martial arts called Boshitakan, which we had this uh, uh, sensei that used to come in and work with us and it was mostly hand movements we were it was a lot of the alignment uh, were partaking in the uh, in the in the events during our off-season training during our workouts and, and and he would come in and we learned a lot about flexibility we learned a lot about body control we learned a lot about hand fighting which which happens all the time so I I you know That and that was a very well controlled, obviously, you know, team-sanctioned event. But even that, I, you know, I couldn't imagine seeing myself going off to some judo dojo or something and, like, you know, trying to get in shape. I know I don't think the team would have been very, very happy about that. But you know, hey, listen, you know, the players are an investment, and um, you know, that's they're 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 paid to be out on the field, so you could see why they would put something like this in these contracts to protect their investment. You know, if you're going to pay a half a billion dollars to someone. Um, you know, and you're gonna invest that tie up that kind of cap money and all that you you know, you want to make sure the player's out there and he's healthy.
0: Totally. And teams still do that uh martial arts work, you know, not like you said, not on their own where they're in competitions, but bring guys in. I know when I was uh working with the uh the Packers about 10 years ago, that was a while back too, but they were still doing the same thing, like you said, of working on uh hand fighting. Uh Mahomes last year, um, you know, last summer posted some Videos of you know his girlfriend Brittany is really loves animals. Patrick's from Texas, loves horses, so they did horseback riding into the ocean, which looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can stick to that video games. Yeah. gets horses into the ocean, but no jumping with horses, or anything. Just <laughs> strolls into the water. Um, Joe, we've exactly. talked a lot about here about in the past when we see these contracts come through. And hey, of course, no one deserves this more than. Mahomes, somebody who's 24 and he's already been an MVP in the Super Bowl MVP, of his two-season starter. But did your eyes pop out a little bit when you saw 500 million that it could reach? It's the richest contract in sports. I mean, half a billion. These are some staggering figures. Staggering,
1: right? I mean, especially. I'll tell you why my eyes popped out. Not, not even so much the the amount that he's getting. It's, 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 it's. I think it it. Coupled with the fact that football is like on hold right now. Like I know, look, we're going to get through this, right? We're going to get through this COVID pandemic right? We're going to, we're going to come out the other end and we will get back to some sense of normalcy at some point. It may take a while. And and I hope that, you know, people are all out there doing the right thing and being smart and social distancing and doing what they can to keep the spread down. But we, we will get through it. There will be a vaccine. There will be an opportunity for us to get back whether it's this year and we play or not. But sometimes when you're in the middle of something like this, you can't see past it. Right. And you're like, you're thinking, God, all this money and are we ever going to play football again? And I know Mm -hmm. we will, but like, that's like what your, your brain as it's working, starts thinking about, right? Like they're doing this in the middle of a lull in the game. And um, I think that's what I think made me like take pause about it a little bit. Um, The actual money uh, you know, when you think about the dollars and that he Sort of, you know, brings in for the team and what he does for the NFL as far as jersey sales and, um, you know, I, look, it it must make sense. There's a there's a lot smarter people out there making these deals than 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 me, and and figuring out that it it's profitable, right? Um, and so, you know, Clark Hunt and the Chiefs organization and and Brett Beach and Andy Reid and they they all know. I mean, they have the finances. They know what it's going to take. And the NFL, I'm sure, blessed it. I'm sure they had conversations with, you know, Roger Goodell, make sure everything was on the up and up. And you know, I, I, it, you know, it obviously makes sense. And if fans are going to continue to watch, and they're going to continue to go to games, and they're going to continue to buy jerseys, it's it makes it must make some financial sense. No, no one would have made this decision if there were if someone was going to lose money, right? Mm-hmm. And not and not make profit off of all of this. And that's. And that's the part of the thing that we have to live with. It's, I think sometimes for, for fans, it's, it's hard for them to realize, you know, all of this, like, you know, th- and I hear it, you know, look, we have people in our society, uh, not to get, you know, on a soapbox about any of this, but we have people in our society who don't make a half a billion dollars over their career, um, you know, and, and they do jobs that are very, uh, you know, socially aware, they do things that are, are are putting back you know effort and 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 sweat and blood and tears back into our communities and whether it's teachers, first responders. I mean, you look at all the people are are military professionals. You know, people who make a career out of being in the military. I mean, you know, people putting their lives on the line. Like you think about all those jobs and you say, God, you know what? What are we doing wrong that that someone who's an entertainer, for lack of better terms, is is getting that? But Listen, it's about the economics and it's about what it's about what feeds the machine and, and people will if, as long as they continue to watch the games and advertisers will spend the money to to pay the NFL to get airtime and people will buy tickets. The money's gonna keep going like that. And that's what happens, you know, unfortunately in, in capitalist society, right? It's not to mm-hmm. have to do a business lesson, but Financially, it makes sense. And, and for somebody, no, no one's losing money on it. And, um, you know, as a former player, I I think about, you know, someone like Patrick getting this and most, like I said, most former players or even current players and any future player that sees this is absolutely going to believe in the deal because of his accomplishments and what he does and and the value that he brings to the NFL, Um, you know then you could have the argument do does the NFL need to charge as much for a ticket you know do they you know do they need to charge that much for ad, to advertisers to get a 30 second spot in the super bowl like you know there's all these arguments back and forth and and that's what makes sports great you know we can we can have these conversations and people can have these debates and, and think about it but it's you know it's a very interesting thing i th- i think to uh jeff I got to say, he's probably going to make a third of that back in, not back, but in addition to that contract, he's probably going to make a third of it in endorsements. I mean, you know, somebody, when some, when some, you know, uh, company out there sees this deal, they're going to say, well, I got to have a part of Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, you see what it did for people like Michael Jordan, LeBron, uh, you know, any player that has, has that marketability, um, you know, it, it can, it can, Exponentially increase the return of this contract if he can sign on with the right endorsement deals and, and represent a company or a brand in a certain way, and, and I think he'll he'll probably end up at the end of the day like a, like Michael Jordan, end up making more money um, on the outside of football than he did on the inside of football,
0: and, and that's totally true about the endorsements and he's already got some big ones oakley state farm adidas hunts ketchup uh, a lot of also kansas city uh local companies as well and that's only going to increase uh you touched upon something there in the timing I, I was a little surprised just given all the uncertainty that this happened now i not surprised at all i knew he was going to get a contract i knew it was going to be long and i knew it was going to be the richest deal in the nfl by far but the timing with uh, all the uncertainty, uh, that's why when Nate Taylor of The Athletic was on our uh, pod, you know, he was saying about the Chris Jones um, situation and whether he signs a long-term deal. He's like, yeah, I kind of think they waited out just because there's so much uncertainty. So that's that's the next thing. Uh, they talked a lot during uh, the Tuesday press conference. Uh, both sides, uh, Chiefs and Mahomes' people, talked about how this contract – it's a ton of money yes but they you know by making the long-term deals it it can help the team but what does what do you see see, how do you think it works out for chris jones do you think this might squeeze him a little bit do you think there's still room how what do you think Joe? i
1: I mean you know we'd have to be on the inside of that uh in that capologist room you Mm -hmm. know whomever's doing that for the chiefs right now but i mean just your gut is telling you it can't be good for any right. other Chief right now. Right. right. It just, it just, an historic deal like that can't, can't be good. Right. For, for, for other players that are looking to maximize. Right. Right. I'm going to use that word maximize their, their earning. Right. With the Chiefs because they've basically dipped into, you know, a reserve there for Patrick that may not there may not be anything left there may be no gas left in this tank uh for the other players so I'm 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 curious I'm really curious to see how this all plays out for the rest of the team and especially for Chris Jones since he's kind of the next one on the list I think from you know the 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 hype and the and the um you know the results that he delivered to the team as far as being you know getting that franchise tag um it's going to be interesting to see what they can what they can come up with there's going to probably some be some creative math going on um you know as it relates to the cap and trying to squeeze this all in
0: yeah i do think it it's going to be a little tough for chris jones to get a a long term deal now now and I, I don't mean to be kind of a Debbie downer this is this is great news for the Chiefs sure. for Kansas city um and, and the good news about the contract is that, you know, the worst thing you can do is have uh, have somebody be continually doing kind of what Kirk Cousins did with the Cowboys are going to do with Dak Prescott. If it's just a one-year franchise for a quarterback, the money is huge. It's $30 million, uh, give or take. And the nice thing about having this long-term deal is – the quarterback costs keep rising, you know? So in, in Mahomes' eighth year, he's probably going to be very, he's going to be underpaid actually because the other quarterbacks will keep signing shorter deals and it's, you know, but for the short term, I do think it will be a little bit of of a squeeze for, for Chris Jones. Um, But again, the good thing is by having this long-term deal, maybe there's a Chris Jones or somebody like that, who they might not be able to get it. Deal, but this should be a situation where going forward they have them locked down for so long to a to a guaranteed deal that they still can augment the team around them. But for the the I guess the upcoming deals, you kind of wonder about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it's 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 definitely gonna have a a ripple effect, domino effect, whatever kind of term you want to use for it. for the whole league I think I mean it's kind of setting the the precedent anytime you see a big a big you know deal like this it just kind of ratchets things up a little bit right and people start comparing themselves and you know they want a little bit more of it I think as an aside, I think one of the things that people, you know, should, uh, you know, look into as they look into this deal is, is, is learn a little bit about, about, um, Patrick's agent, Lee Steinberg. I mean, he has an incredibly fascinating background. He literally, he was probably the NFL's first agent. I mean, you know, I've heard some, I've listened to some podcasts about Lee. Um, and, and, you know, here's a guy that's, you know, I think he's negotiated over, three and a half billion dollars of, of contracts, just, you know um, you know, in in various uh, you know uh, not just the NFL, but you know, other, other uh, endeavors. I mean, the guy is, you know, he's a master negotiator and he just attracts, you know, these, these players that just uh, you know, the Troy Aikman's of the world, Steve Young. I mean, you know, he's, he's eight times, I think he's had the NFL's number one overall pick, He was a
0: consultant Um, for uh, Jerry Maguire and the film was very loose. Like he didn't have the same personal stuff, but they used that as some inspiration for a movie about an agent. I
1: mean, yeah. Yeah. And I I heard this great podcast uh, about him and, and and his history and how he, you know, he was, you know, basically the first, one of the first agents and he was just fresh out of, out of Cal uh, Berkeley. He was at UCLA and then he transferred to Cal Berkeley and, and he was, uh, you know, he was, you know, one of the first NFL agents, and he he negotiated a, a quarterback contract and and got at that time the the record you know the record uh, deal, where most players were just kind of representing themselves at that point, or maybe they it had an Steve tr-
0: Barkowski, I think was his it, first. It was first yeah. agent,
1: yeah, Steve or Barkowski, player, yeah. and 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 he you know he he worked with the Falcons on that deal because you know they knew that they wanted to raise their game and and he you know he did that deal and it was it's it was very interesting. I think he's. And, you know, he's one of those agents, you know, his players have, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's had some interesting picks. I mean, I think probably the one that sticks out to me was the Ryan Leaf debacle. You know, Ryan – but, you know, you look at Ryan now. I mean, the guy has just turned it around. I mean, he's an amazing, you know, story of somebody who can – who's who redeemed themselves, you know, after spending time in jail and, you know, hitting rock bottom. You know, but he's probably really – to me, he's probably the only one that I really even remember that Lee Steinberg ever had any issues with. Um, or not that he had issues with him, but of right. a player that like just had problems.
0: Um, most, you know, Ryan Leaf is actually now, he is also a Believe podcaster. He does the Pac-12. So that's how you know that he's really had a nice... Uh, come back because that's really exactly the
1: pinnacle, exactly <laughs> he's hit he's hit the big time uh, but yeah but he you know so Lee least does a great job so I think I think it'd be interesting you know if fans are looking for we're all looking for something you know you were joking that I was down to Jersey Shore I mean I was watching you know some people on the beach and everybody was doing a great job of social distancing and staying in family groups and things like that and I was watching people you know play can jam on the beach, which is, you know, that Frisbee game where you kind of throw it into the can and then people, a lot of people playing, you know, cornhole and bago and horseshoes and things. And I'm like watching all these things going like, Oh my God, live sports. Like I was so excited to watch people competing. I mean, I was watching, and then there's this game spike ball you play on this little circular, net and you use that to spike the ball off of and I'm watching this one game that these young you know these young uh this young family was playing I was like rooting for pe- you know people and I'm like oh my god I'm I'm watching beach sports amateur beach <laughs> sports and it's like the best thing I've seen in the last 3 months because you know it was the like only live sports I've seen and and um you know it's uh it's funny how we're all looking for something so I think if somebody's looking for something I would definitely do some research into Lee Steinberg. If you're, if you're really into Patrick Mahomes and, and, you know, you're a Chiefs fan, check out, check out some stuff on Lee Steinberg because he's, he's got a really interesting background, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's quite inspirational in some of the things that, you know, his players have done as far as giving back to the, uh, the community. I mean, his, they said, I read, uh, read something about, about where his, his clients have given back over a half a billion dollars to charities around the world. So he really promotes that as an agent, you know, giving back to the community and giving back to what, you know, to the people that are helping you, you know, get to where you are. So he, interesting guy. I just thought that would be, um, be interesting for folks to think about. Very, very
0: interesting. You know, he used to uh, contribute not that long ago um, to a site I was writing for, The Post Game, which used to be owned uh, by Yahoo, kind of a long form site. And as you pointed out, no one had bigger quarterback names. He had Steve Young in his pinnacle, Drew Bledsoe when he was a number one pick. And then he then he actually struggled. He had all these big names. He struggled with alcoholism um, and had to step back, was not representing very many people. And so this rep- he's now uh, clean and sober. So this mm-hmm. represents a wonderful story for him and a great comeback Lee Steinberg that he's now obviously top of the profession again with uh, being able to negotiate this deal. So it's a great comeback story for, for Lee Steinberg. Great news, obviously, for Kansas City Chiefs fans that they have this generational quarterback locked up for, for a decade here.
1: Well, yeah, definitely. You, all you need to do is do the math too. <laughs> Somebody like Lee Steinberg,
0: right? And what and
1: you know at one or two or three percent of these contracts of what he was making. But no, it was great to great to catch up on Patrick. I'm excited for Chiefs fans, just like you, Jeff, to have him for a long time. I just I hope that that organization can make it work for for all the players now that they got this done and put the rest of the pieces in the puzzle.
0: Absolutely, exciting times for sure. Well, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories